For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. Welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. Andrew McLean with you. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Tonight's episode was a little up in the air as to how it was going to go. Because Trish and I have our conspiracy podcast coming up. we got a lot to talk about. On on that front, but as I was talking to her about it today, kind of what we're going to do, we're like, we don't really want to go the route of constructing it like a show, kind of like I do here with structure. <laughs> like these are, We don't really have structure, but you know what I'm saying. We want it to be more like a conversation, and as we were talking about it a minute ago, I'm like, well, you know a lot more about this stuff than I do, so it's probably going to be me asking a lot of questions. And uh, I think it's going to be good. There's a lot of different topics, especially right now, to talk about on uh, on the conspiracies. And I'm, I'm at the point where I don't even want to call them conspiracies because I feel like half of them are real. Most of them are real. Anyway, glad you're here. Glad you could join us. Thank you, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or the Spotify's or you're watching YouTube or you're watching the YouTube Live. Whatever you're doing, I appreciate it. I finally figured out, because somebody asked how to find the YouTube channel. A lot of people were having problems finding the channel just by searching the name over the line. So I had to figure out what the URL was. I had no idea. And I just went on a whim and typed in YouTube.com slash over the line. And it worked. That's actually our URL. I didn't know that. I figured it 
I figured it was something stupid. I figured it had an old radio station name on it or something. I didn't know. I didn't know. But uh, anyway, that's it. If you're if you're listening on the podcast, the audio version, make sure you go subscribe on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash over the line. Man, and if you're watching on YouTube, this beard, y'all, it is uh is looking nappy. Might have to do something about that. For those of you that listened to the uh, the show on 99.5, Matt and Ani shows I filled in all week. If you did listen all week, part of the week, or just for a few minutes, I greatly appreciate it. Even for those of you that sent me mean tweets, I appreciate you listening. And that's the thing about people on the internet that say mean things about you. The catch to that is they're always listening. They're probably more loyal listeners than the people that like you. I mean, that's what I've learned over my my years in this business. So, uh, you know all the things to do. At Andrew McLean Who on Twitter and on Parler. Over the line on Facebook. Over the line on YouTube, as I just told you. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, if you will. Um, I don't know. There, There's another issue, and I don't know if any of you guys have noticed this or not. I, I noticed it on my own. But our podcast from the 22nd, 72220 is the name of it, the title. It's not showing up on the Apple platform for some reason. I don't know if Apple took it down or what, but it was the birthday edition for Trish, and it's gone. I think it's still on Spotify. It's still available in places, but I just noticed on Apple Podcast it was gone, and I didn't know, didn't know why that is. Did I say something bad? Did I use a no-no word, and they took me off there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's our announcements for the day. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to, and, and a lot of stuff that I was not able to look at or listen to myself that I wanted to today. One of those was the press conference from Kaylee McEnany. She held a press conference uh, earlier today, and the the president held a press conference as well. I got to hear a very short portion of that as it was live, and then I didn't get to catch the rest of it. So I don't really know what happened, but I understand the gist of it. That he was signing some executive orders that had to do with affordable drug prices, because people, you know, this is a everyday American issue. We get hammered on drug prices absolutely hammered especially people this is i'm not talking about people that go to the doctor and have to go get a prescription and and you know take it for two weeks i'm talking about people that have to get the same medication month after month after month and it's basically you know for some people it's like another car note it's like a car payment it's like three four five hundred dollars a month and especially in the time of covid that that uh that hurts Especially when you're talking about elderly people who are the, you know, those are a a majority of the people that have to take those daily medications. Day after day, week after week, month after month. And they can't afford that. Living on Social Security, getting a small check each month, whatever. Can't do it. So the president stepped up. He said, here's what we're going to do. We'll sign some executive orders. I'm still unclear on how exactly... Those work. I haven't read the executive orders. I, I, I'll, I can probably talk more on it on a later podcast. But 
something about him signing these executive orders. And I don't know, I'm watching, I'm watching the news right now, and it doesn't look like he actually signed the executive orders yet. He's expected to sign them, I guess maybe later this evening or something. No, no, no. I don't even know if he's going to do it at a thing, you know. He usually does it at some sort of ceremony just to show people because the fake news is not going to report it if they do it just behind closed doors at the White House. Okay, but I'm not talking about that today. That's not what this is about. This show is about a couple of things. And I, I've really been weary of putting out too much coronavirus talk on these podcasts. Because some of you guys, you will go and you'll like listen to the show once a week. I've talked to some of y'all. Y'all say that's how you do it. You listen to once a week, and then you'll just listen to all the shows of the week back to back. Which, this is really the first week we've done a full week, like we promised y'all. Y'all go and listen to multiple podcasts at a time, instead of just every day listening to one. Which probably works out better, especially since these things are, you know, shorter, like they are now. And so I don't want it to be show after show, COVID talk, COVID talk, COVID talk, but it, it's it's getting to be a bigger and bigger issue. And I don't mean the virus itself. I mean the effects of the virus upon society. And you mix that with people all across the country waking up to realize what this actually is. This this COVID-19 response. What it's really about. And it's easy for that to dominate the headlines. Because what we have now is the response and the people surrounding the president, whether they are applying the pressure or they are or they are being pressed themselves to then put pressure on the president, it's it's affecting his decision making. You look at what we talked about on last night's podcast with the GOP convention. They've canceled the Jacksonville, Florida portion of it. Because of the rise in coronavirus cases. There was no need in that. That was nothing more than a Democrat ploy to keep people from seeing the president with thousands of supporters cheering him on as the Republican candidate. They want people thinking that Republicans are disgusted with Donald Trump. They wish somebody else would jump in the race so they could put somebody else up as the nominee and that they're just stuck. That's what they want you to believe. Of course, anybody with a brain would look at all the look at the other candidates that tried to jump in the race and challenge Trump for the nomination, and they all lasted approximately two and three weeks. You remember Joe Walsh, former Congressman Joe Walsh from the great corrupt state of Illinois. He had a radio show on 101 that came on after us. A guy that was, he absolutely sucked at everything he did. And he was probably one of the most corrupt people in Congress while he was there, right? He tried to run and he lasted approximately two or three weeks. And then he put out a book and it was called F Silence or something like that. It, was, it had a, the F word in the title. It was ridiculous. And nobody bought it. Nobody cared. He thought he was getting popular because because the lefties were, were uh, uh, you know, patting him on the head, talking about, hey, you're doing a good job. Get Trump. Get him. Get him. 
And then now they left him in the dust because they don't care about you. The left is not. If you think you can go up against Trump or you can go up against the Republicans and the left is going to accept you with open arms, you may get that feeling at first that that's what's happening. But it's not going to last very long. That's why we saw what happened in Minneapolis, what we saw happen in Portland, what we saw happen in Chicago, where these mayors have bowed down to the mob. And then when they get amongst the mob, the mob does everything short of of murdering them. You know? They don't have any compassion for you. Because guess what? As I've said time and time and time again, you have sinned a sin... You have committed a sin that is not forgivable. And that sin is either being a Republican, being a conservative, or supporting Donald J. Trump currently or at any time in the past. Now, that doesn't apply to those liberal mayors, but that does apply to Joe Walsh, who was a conservative, who was a Republican. They don't care about you. They care about you while you're doing their bidding. But once you've lost your pull, get out of here. And then they turn on their mayors too, which is absolutely fantastic. That was that was good. Listen, I, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I mean, Antifa people and stuff, they can get hurt. That's fine. I don't care. I wouldn't. I mean, if they end up in the hospital with broken bones and, you know, traumatic injuries, that's okay with me. The mayor of Portland, I don't necessarily want to see the guy hurt. But seeing him hit with tear gas and booed out of his own city did bring me a lot of enjoyment. I cannot lie on that front. It really did. But, that's what will happen. And at some point, people are going to learn the group of love and acceptance and equality for all is not a group of love, acceptance, and equality for all at all they're actually the exact opposite and one day you'll learn hopefully if not you'll continue to get thrown out on the street that's it now there's another topic that is uh well see i was talking about the coronavirus stuff and and i was going to go the route of um talking about dr fauci at the baseball game last night but i'll do that in a few minutes the first thing i want to talk about is something that Trish showed me before the show, and it was extremely disturbing to me. So she so show, she shows me a picture that she took. She was playing Fortnite earlier. You know, we play Fortnite on the PS4. We play it with P. Diddy and, and everybody. The whole family plays it. She pulls up this picture that she took as she was loading the game earlier in the day. And here's what the picture said. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up. Okay, here it is. It's got a picture of... Let's see. It's got a picture of one, two, three, four, five, six people on the front. And and African-American people, should I say. And the caption says, we the people X more than a vote. What I, I don't understand that. But anyway, it says, we the people is a series of conversations that seeks to empower young adults to take action against voter suppression. Watch at the big screen starting July 28th at 7 
p.m. Eastern. Get the Verve emote by logging in between July 7th and July 29th, okay? And some of y'all aren't going to understand what that means, but I'll explain it in a minute. First of all, I've got P. Diddy on the line who I wanted to bring on to talk about this very issue. P. Diddy, what's up, my man? What's up? So, um, I hit you up earlier, and I don't know. Have you seen this screenshot, this, this screen that Fortnite shows before you start playing? Did you see it before I sent it to you? Yes. So you guys have seen it? Yep. Um, you're, I guess, you're still at your friend's house, right? Yeah, and we're, we're like, that's really stupid. So y'all saw it together, and your initial response was what? I mean, first of all, it's it's well documented on this show that you're a little ahead of the curve when it comes to politics and just things like this in general. So was your friend, we're not going to say his name, just because we don't know if they want his name on here. Did he say, what does that mean? Did he ask you questions about it or what? No, I just was like, that's pretty dumb. He was like, yeah, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> and he was like, well, let's go play the game. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a lot of kids that did that too because kids, especially your age and even older than you, they don't care about that crap. They, they're, they're logging into Fortnite to play the game, not to have Epic Games tell them about politics and voter suppression. Yeah, we logged in to play the game, not to, you know, get lectured about the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. So, so here we go. We've got Fortnite is promoting a, 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 a really a fake theory, which is voter suppression. And, and what they mean by voter suppression, this is, this is completely pushed by the left. Voter suppression <laughs> means that they say it is voter suppression to require people to have an ID when they go vote. It is, it is suppressing people's vote. It's, it's keeping people from vote if you tell them they have to prove who they are in order to vote because we want to keep the election fair, safe, legal. You know, we don't want people just going up and say, oh, yeah, I'm so-and-so, whatever. I'm, I'm voting for them. You don't want that to happen, right? Yeah. So that's what they're hinging this on. 100%. I don't care what they say. They're 100% hinging this on voter id laws and in in the most racist thing i can think of when it pertains to these issues the left is basically saying that black people are being kept from voting because of voter id laws which in turn means the left is saying black people don't know how to go get an id or a driver's license or some sort of identification. They, 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 they're not able to do that like everybody else. That sounds pretty racist to me. Yeah. We're not, we're not saying you have to present your college degree to vote. Or even your high school diploma. We're just saying, show your ID. You gotta have an ID to do everything. You gotta have an ID to get on a plane. You gotta have an ID to buy beer. Or cigarettes. Or a vape. You gotta have an ID to rent a car. You can't do anything in society without an ID. So how in the world is this saying a certain group of people or based on the color of your skin, you can't get an ID? You're telling me those people can't do any of those other things? Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. I've talked about our suppression a hundred times. But I wanted to bring you on, P. Diddy, to see what y'all's reaction was when you saw that. Because it's really bothersome. The, the, the biggest part 
is it said go to the big screen to watch this thing. It's basically a movie. It's not a movie. It's like a what do you call it? It's like a forum. It's like I think it's a pre-recorded forum that they're going to be playing within the game. They say go uh, uh, be at the big screen on July 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. So what that means is you go to a certain part of the map on the game, you log in, you get in the game, you go to a place that's called Risky Reels. It's an area of the map. And within that part of the map, it's got a big movie screen. It's like a drive-in theater. And mm -hmm. so they will play that movie on that big screen, and you take your little character, and you go over to that part of the map, and you, through your character, you watch that movie. And the way they're going to get kids to watch this movie is they're giving them free items. In this case, an emote, which is like a, a, dan a thing where it makes your character dance or whatever. You actually have to buy those. In the game, you have to buy them with real money, but they're giving it to you for free if you go and watch this movie about voter suppression. And that is extremely, extremely uh, disturbing because not everybody's got a dad like P. Diddy who can who's already told him about voter suppression. Not everybody's got appearance like you, the listener of Over the Line, who probably can steer your kid in the right direction if they see this. There's a lot of parents out there that don't pay attention to politics, don't know anything about it, and they're going to hear from their kid, Mom, Dad, did you know that Donald Trump and the Republicans don't want black people to vote? Well, my Lord, little Jimmy, that's awful. We can't vote for Trump. He's trying to keep black people from voting. And next thing you know, you've got Jimmy's mom and dad voting for Biden because they ain't got a clue. And it's extremely dangerous. I know those instances, I think, will be few and far between because I think you're going to have a lot more people upset that Fortnite is bringing politics into the game. It's much like sports and people that get upset about that. People that are on Fortnite, these aren't... The, the people on Fortnite are not necessarily your classmates in Sunday school, okay? There are some nice people on Fortnite, but if you go play with some random people, you may hear a nine-year-old dropping the F-bomb. We're just being honest here. It's, yeah. it's some people that don't necessarily have... Um, you know, their morals are at the forefront or that they're real concerned about world events. They're in there to talk smack and kill people and win games. So they're not mm -hmm. going to take kindly to it. But for the other people that are hearing voter suppression for the first time, it sounds bad. If you're told, yeah. hey, Fortnite, my favorite game in the whole wide world, they wouldn't lie to me. Look how much money I've spent with them. They're telling me they don't want black people to vote. Trump doesn't want black people to vote. They're likely to believe it, and it's going to be very detrimental. So, um, anyway, P. Diddy, I just wanted to get your initial reaction on that because it, it makes me extremely angry that they're doing that. And then bribing kids with the emote to actually go watch go watch the movie. Um, I've got half a mind to, to make a new account and make my name All Lives Matter and go stand at, uh, stand at the movie screen in front of everybody. That would be the best. Make them, make them read. <laughs> make my name block out the screen. <laughs> anyway. Wait, I'm going to do that. Uh, All right, buddy. I love you. Love There's P. Diddy. <laughs> he goes, wait, I'm going to do that. Now he's on there changing his name to All Lives Matter. I didn't teach him how to be a troll, y'all, by the way. That ain't on me. 
Don't put that on me. That ain't me. Okay, anyway. I wanted to put that out there. Now let me move over to Dr. Fauci. And I'm sure there's a lot of you guys that saw this, maybe didn't watch it live, because I think most of us, once the game started and we saw every single player on the field kneeling for the National Anthem, we probably cut it off. If you you were like me, that's what you did. Um, Dr. Fauci throws out the first pitch, okay? And if you've seen the clip online on Twitter or social media, you see him walking out. He's got his face mask on. He's walking out to the mound in front of a completely empty stadium. And I thought that that photo, that picture right there was worth a thousand words. Here's a man standing amongst this empty stadium representing America's pastime where thousands and thousands of people could be and having a good time and forgetting about politics and coronavirus for a couple hours. This man single-handedly has ruined all that. And here he is with the audacity to stand in the middle of that stadium and throw out the first pitch and pat himself on the back for what he's done. And he's, don't get me wrong, he's proud of what he's done. He's glad he's done what he's done. But it was just a striking image to see that and to think, here's a guy being put up on the pitcher's mound like a hero, but yet he is surrounded by the destruction of his very own actions. The chaos that he he has caused was represented in every empty seat in that stadium. But that was nothing compared to the pitch itself. Okay, <laughs> And if y'all saw this, you know what I'm talking about. Dr. Fauci produced one of the, if not the, worst first pitch in MLB history. The worst pitch used to be Baba Booey. Y'all know Baba Booey. He is um, the producer of the Howard Stern Show. Gary Delabate, he had an awful pitch, and it only makes it worse because when you're on a radio show, especially like Howard Stern, and you do something that embarrassing, you will never live it down, ever. He had the worst pitch, and then here comes Dr. Fauci, and he's like, hey, hold my vaccine. Throws the pitch, nowhere close to home plate, goes wide left, much like his coronavirus predictions, and the catcher... Just kind of slowly gets up and, you know, it takes him a solid 30 seconds to walk over there and get the ball to where Dr. Fauci threw it. Dr. Fauci just kind of threw his hands up like, oh, must have slipped. No, we saw your form. That wasn't a slip. That was an obvious display of you not thrown a baseball in probably 40 years. You threw, I mean, not to offend you women, but he threw like a girl, Okay. Let me say, he threw like a girl that didn't know how to throw a ball. Because <laughs> some of y'all can throw a ball. I get it. It was embarrassing. It, the, the, the pitch was embarrassing. The fact that he was even out there was embarrassing. And then, and then, the photos start to emerge of Dr. Fauci with who I believe was his wife and then another friend of his 
sitting in the stands, they were allowed to go to the game and sit in the stands, unlike the rest of you peasants in America. They were in the stands, and there are several shots of Dr. Fauci and his wife with their masks off. Several shots of Dr. Fauci with his mask pulled down. It's like under his chin. And he's just looking straight in the face of his buddy, and he's yucking it up and laughing and having a good time. And I thought, man, I've been dealing with this guilt trip from Dr. Fauci and others for months now about wearing a mask that he originally told me not to wear. And now here he is. You got what you want. You got states across the country mandating you must wear a mask. And then he's got the audacity to go to one of the first MLB games since all this crap started and hang out with his mask off. That's the guy leading the coronavirus task force. That's the guy telling you that if you don't sanitize your entire life and wear a mask, that you will die and you will kill other people. That's who that is. Now, Dr. Fauci was on with, uh, God, what's his name? John Roberts. John Roberts, I think, was filling in for um, Bill Hemmer today, maybe. He was filling in for somebody. I, I saw the clip. And he had Dr. Fauci on, and he asked him about that very instance. And, of course... Dr. Fauci has got an excuse for everything. Here was his response when asked about those photos from John Roberts. A photo of you sitting in the stands uh, with two people. Uh, you're not wearing a mask. You're not social distancing. We should point out one of those people is your wife. Uh, what about the other person? The other person, a very close friend of mine. And, John, I, I understand. I think this is sort of mischievous with this mm -hmm. thing going around. I had my mask around my chin. I had taken it down. I was totally dehydrated, and I was drinking water, trying to re rehydrate myself. I was so thirsty, and I was drinking water. So, it, it does 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 the coronavirus stop spreading because you're dehydrated and you're drinking water? Can you do? You, are you no longer a, a spreader? Are you no longer infected? If you're drinking water. Huh? Is that what that is? Because we need to know. We need to know. I mean, the mandates from the restaurant apparently think that as well, because when you eat and drink, you get to take your mask off. But that's important information. We need to know the etiquette. Because if that's not true, that means Dr. Fauci, at this baseball game, had zero regard for the life of others. Especially the two old bags that were sitting next to him. Because they definitely would have been on the bad side of the, the the repercussions of catching the virus. He had it down, hanging out, laughing. Those pictures, by the way, in none of those pictures was, was he drinking water. In all of the pictures, he was talking and laughing and cutting up. He didn't just pull his mask down, take a sip of water, and pull his mask right back up. I guarantee you. And anybody that's seen those pictures know that. Re rehydrate myself and by the way i was negative covid literally the day before so i guess people want to make a bing of that i wear a okay he had a test dr fauci took a test yesterday and he was negative 
So does that mean, I'm just trying to get the parameters here, does that mean you can't catch it in 24 hours? Does that mean it's impossible that you're going to catch it 24 hours between then and now, 24 hours later? We're seeing headlines all over the place that this person got at the White House has caught it, that person at the White House has caught it, uh, one of the, the, the Marines that are doing uh, Donald Trump's choppers has it, Seems like it's all over the place. It would be pretty easy for you to catch it in 24 hours. Unless that doesn't count for Dr. Fauci. I ask all the time when I'm outside to pull it down, to take some sips of water and put it back up again. Uh, I guess if people want to make something about that, they can. But to me, I think that's just mischievous, John. Just wanted to give you a chance to respond. Um, did you have any input, Dr. Fauci, into the president's decision to cancel the... Dr. Fauci is a fraud. He's a fraud. Anybody, and I've, I've made this statement before, anybody that has been working in government, that has been working in the White House for as long as he has, he's been there for three or four administrations, okay, is no friend of the American people. And that point is exactly why Donald John Trump was elected. We were sick of being pushed around by people like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Joe Biden and George Bush and Dr. Fauci. This entire time we had been pushed around, screwed over, and lied to by those people. And that's why they hate Donald Trump so much. He represents everything that they're against. And what he represents is you. Me and you and everybody else that loves this country and wants to continue making this country the best it can be. That's what he represents, and that's what they hate. When we talk about the swamp in Washington, D.C., when we talk about the swamp on Capitol Hill, make no mistake, Dr. Fauci is right in the middle of that. He is the swamp, and at this point, he is part of the deep state. He is promoting this agenda of shutting everything down and everybody wearing masks and no, no, rallies not being able to be held for Donald Trump because he wants him to lose the election because he represents what Dr. Fauci hates. They've been going after him since day one. Everything so far has failed. The impeachment failed. The Russia hoax failed. They needed something big. And they got it in a Chinese virus. Now here's Dr. Fauci talking about Donald Trump. And just listen to the condescending nature of how he talks about the president's decision to cancel the Jacksonville part 
of the RNC. Listen to this. Do you have any input, Dr. Fauci, into the president's decision to cancel the Jacksonville convention? And what are your thoughts about what he did yesterday? Well, well, no, John, I didn't. I didn't directly speak to the president uh, in the sense of telling him that that's something he should do. But it's no secret around the White House how I and my fellow task force members feel about the issue of congregating in crowds. Uh, I believe he and others in the White House have heard us speak about that. So I would hope that that maybe had some influence in the decision. But I think it was a good decision, not only a decision about that, but as you can see, uh, the president has come around now about wearing a mask and has actually been recommending it. So I think we're moving in a really positive direction in that regard. I've noticed. I think we're moving in a positive direction. We've got the president right where we want him. Talking as if Donald Trump is a child that he's had to correct his behavior. It's insanity. And the fact that the left, and I'm not talking about the politicians or the pundits, I'm talking about the sheeple. I'm talking about your family members, your friends, the, the liberals on Facebook. The fact that they are blindly following all of this tells you exactly what you need to know. Because if a Trump ally or a or Trump himself or anybody associated with Trump that Trump likes or, or, or that likes Trump were giving the same advice, if it was a well-respected doctor, the left would be completely against all of this. Every bit of it. They wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole and they would do everything they could to ruin the reputation of that doctor. They did it to Ronnie Jackson, the White House physician, just because he gave Donald Trump a clean bill of health. They ruined him. Accused him of being a drunk and a woman beater. Now he's in Texas running for a congressional seat. He just won the primary. But they tried to wreck this guy. A well-respected doctor. He was respected by everybody. He was respected by Obama and Bush. He'd been in the White House for years as the White House physician, but had to resign because he was becoming too big of a distraction because the left attacked him. They attacked him for saying Trump had a clean bill of health. This is major warfare within the borders of this country. And I know you're thinking, Andrew, Andrew, you're being dramatic. It's not that serious. It's just politics. Politics is like professional wrestling. And in the past, yes, it has been. But this is different. For the first time in my lifetime, and I've been following politics for at least two-thirds of my life, this is the first time I've seen the fighting be real the first time I've watched people actively trying to destroy one another and there's only one reason it's happening it is literally over the soul of this country is this country going to continue to stand 
on the things it was founded on and continue to be that shining light on the hill for the rest of the world for hope and prosperity and a desire for freedom? Or is it going to suffer the same fate of every other country across this land that is devolved into chaos? At the hands of socialism, communism, and evil politicians. That's it for your Friday edition, July 24th, 2020. Be on the lookout for a podcast tomorrow, possibly a conspiracy theory podcast tomorrow night with Trish and I. You do not want to miss that, so keep an eye out. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube and listen to Over the Line when you can. See you, cuz.